Charlene and Bob Steinkamp, the founders of Rejoice Marriage Ministries, are pleased to bring you the following message. To find out more about other materials available from Rejoice Marriage Ministries, or if we can minister to you in any other way, please contact us. You can write Rejoice Marriage Ministries, P.O. Box 10548, Pompano Beach, Florida, 33061. Please visit our website at www.rejoiceministries.org. Our hope is that through Charlene's message, you will receive the encouragement from the Lord, and with His strength and power, your marriage can be all that your Heavenly Father planned it to be. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Rejoice Marriage Ministries. We're thrilled to have everyone here and all the ones that are arriving. And this is our first September meeting in 2018. And we're really excited for all of the men and women that are walking in. And our men are always well represented and we're very proud of them. We want to open up with an opening tonight, whereas we're going to do some different things tonight than normal. But we're thrilled everyone is here, and I'm thrilled especially for the media, the social media who are listening around the world to Rejoice Marriage Ministries Bible Study. And you are all special. We pray for you at every one of our devotions and pray for all the people. And we love your Saturday testimonies that you send in from all the different countries. And we're just thrilled to have you praying with us with all of your praise reports and Saturday testimonies. And I must challenge America, United States of America. We need you, for those special nuggets of gold that you've been having, to write more praise reports. When God does a miracle for you or does a blessing for you, write it down and share it with others because I know that there's more than what you're sending us. So we want you to praise the Lord because he wants us to praise and thank him for the praise reports. So we just wanted to uh, encourage you to do that. I know that everyone that is reading the testimonies say that is such an encouragement. And so we love those, we save those, they're all down and uh, wherever you can read them under testimonies. So if you are having a tough day, go to the testimonies and the Lord will fan the flame and light up your fire to get your faith, your hope, your trust built up in him. So we're going to open up with prayer, and then I'm going to read a little devotional to you. Lord, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for all that you have done for all these years, and we are just praising you for all that you have, are going to do. And we just thank you for all of these faithful standers that are representing standers around the world. And we just ask that you would touch all the standers that are discouraged, defeated, ready to quit, and they are going to be touched by a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday devotional, and we get the emails that that one touched them and encouraged them and touched them. Last month when we came in here and I was leaving and walking around talking to people, 
one of the women came to me and she goes, I was coming in telling you I'm quitting. I was ready to throw in the towel. And she said, for what you said, God spoke to me. And so we just give God the praise and the glory that our podcast and all the things that we have are touching you. And we pray for that anointing continue on all of us as we serve you because we want to say God hates divorce and he can resurrect the hurting and dead marriages around the world. And we just give you the praise and the glory, Lord, for all that you are doing. And we just ask that you would be with all the children as they start the school year and the college kids that are starting. We ask that you would be with the hurricane that's aiming at South Carolina, North Carolina, and Virginia. We ask that you would uh, turn it away from our country. Turn it away in the name of Jesus. And we just ask you to just wipe those winds down to one or just turn it away and go out to the sea. And we will just give you the praise. We'll give you the glory. There's a lot of people there that's there, including my two grandchildren. So we just pray that you will just turn it away. And you are the creator of the everything and of the seas and we just ask that you will just wipe it down or turn it away and set be protect all of the american properties and all of those states and all the people that are preparing for the highest category we just ask that you would just uh, protect them from from this wind and may the wind just slow down and we'll give you the praise lord we just ask you to open our ears open our eyes when we read the word, it will just lift up. We ask that you would touch our heart. And if it's become hardened, Father, we ask that you would soften our hardened heart and make it pliable. And may we just go to the potter's room and the potter's wheel and we say, Lord, you need to touch me. You need to mold me. You need to make me to be the husband, the wife, and the child that we all need to be to you. And so, Lord, just mold us and make us to be all you want us to be. And we'll just give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' precious, precious holy name. Amen. Well, we're thrilled you're here, and we um, want you to know that we're going to have a topical teaching uh, that I'm going to recommend, and it's on God's truth. God's truth, the truth of the Word of God. You know, from the Old Testament, God is speaking truth to us. And in the New Testament, Jesus is discipling us and discipling his, his disciples. And, and I'm saying, I just bought a book, and uh, Nancy Lee DeMoss Wigamuth uh, is doing, uh, I just wrote a book. And her husband just wrote a book, The Lies Men Believe. So it's brand new, just came out. And it um, is really powerful. I can't tell you. It's really powerful because it's so many lies that we just believe. And, and, we, and we listen to the devil giving them little uh, ticker tapes across our mind, and we stop and we believe them. And so anyway, if you're battling the truth or you're battling the battle for the mind, they, these two books are really good. And the enemy is out to steal, kill, and destroy all that God has done. But he says he's given us life abundantly. And if you are not walking with life abundantly, 
and you don't have the joy of the Lord and you are just struggling standing, I'm asking you, this is an assignment. This is what God has called us to do for this season of our life. And we are not to be depressed, discouraged, and defeated. We are to walk as we are on God's army. And he says, I mean, I, I saw um, something on Facebook about the men doing their, um, what do they do when they do their marching? There's a word for that. But anyway, uh, whatever they do when they march so sharp, they're so in control. And they say these words that you can't even understand, but they know what to do. And that's what we're supposed to do. And I sort of think, I'm, I'll say, I'm probably a really sloppy in walking. So, but I want to get really sharp with the Lord. I don't want to be thrown off by the devil's lies. But I want to stand firm on the word of God and what the Lord has spoken to us. He's all given us a special touch. Or if you got up in the middle of the night and you went and did a divorce and you got us. And if that isn't God speaking to you, you, you know it is. So we want you to know that you know this is your assignment. And it's a gift from God that there's something better. It's not for worse. It's for better. So we just want to get you excited and have this rest of this year, which includes holidays. And we're September, and I can't think of a better time to start maybe fasting one meal a day, one meal every three days, or once a week for whatever is best for you. Ask God what he wants you to do. But let's start fasting so we can get some movement, communication, and family miracles for November. And then we got December. That's going to be here before we know it. So let us fight for that, and uh, let's pray for miracles. And uh, one big key to pray for that, knowing God's truth is, of course, your Ten Commandments, and read the Gospels. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There's so many powerful nuggets of gold. I'm just going to read three of them to you. First Timothy 2, verses 3 and 4. It says, God our Savior wants all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. That all men includes your wife, your husband, and he wants them to come to the knowledge of the truth. So there is a scripture you can pray with your spouse's name in it. Because God, you're agreeing with God that he wants them to come to the knowledge of the truth. It's not a question. He came to die for all sinners. That includes your spouse who's gone astray and been blinded or deceived or you were the prodigal and they won't forgive you. Well, that's not right. So we want to say we've got to take authority and rise up and say, this is, I'm standing on a promise. Psalm 86, 11 says, teach me your way, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Wow. I will walk in your truth. That means we don't give up. And we'll do some things differently than what we're doing right now. We have to say, Lord, examine my heart. And John 3, 21 says, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free, and that is what we're praying for. 
So John 3, I'm sorry, it's John 8, 31 and 32, I believe. Um, so if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. John 8, 31 and 32. Well, we've already prayed, and now we're going to stand up. We're going to worship the King of Kings. I was buried beneath my shame Who could carry that kind of weight It was my turn Till I made I was breathing but not All my failures I tried to hide It was my change Till I made You called my name And I
our marriage before everything happened was really pretty good. If someone had asked me if there were any warning signs about what was to come, I would tell them none. I think that it was probably just like any other marriage after people first get married. You're looking for that person to make you happy. I'm looking for Cynthia to make me happy. She was looking for me to make her happy. We didn't communicate feelings to each other. And so it became very like roommate versus partners for life. Cynthia had gotten real busy with the church. So all of a sudden she was gone a lot more. And um, that was not a problem to begin with, but then it started to, you know, I started to notice phone bill inconsistencies with the cell phone, a lot of calls to a certain individual. Honestly, didn't cross my mind the first couple of times we talked, but once the line was crossed, I knew that I was connected in a deeper way than I should have. She was coming home later at night, oftentimes. When I would ask a question about, did you see so-and-so or spend time with so-and-so, Oftentimes, I would get almost a ballistic type response. It was kind of putting together a puzzle, and that puzzle was pointing to, there's an affair going on here. I was longing for someone to hear me when I'm crying and not think, here she goes again. This person was treating me in a way that I longed for my husband to treat me. You know, I think part of me didn't want to believe it was really going on, but another part of me had enough evidence that showed that it was. I approached a friend of mine who was a associate pastor. He was gonna go back to the church and pull her out of a meeting and confront her with what was going on. He looked me in the face and he just said, Cynthia, I've heard something, is it true? And just said, yeah, it's all true. My fear was that I would do something that would be irreparable, whether it was uh, going and filing for divorce, something that basically would not be able to be reversed. Um, I went home. I got in my bed. I didn't eat. I didn't sleep. I didn't talk. I really wanted to die. When Cynthia finally emerged from the bedroom, uh, it was a very awkward, um, almost wanting to avoid each other. There were moments where there was, you know, where I lost my temper. You know, I just, I, there was the bitterness, the anger, where I didn't want to see her. My kids definitely knew. Both were heartbroken, my son, in particular, had been studying the Ten Commandments. When he mentioned, uh, thou shalt not commit adultery, I said, that's something I've done. And I just remember so vividly his head just, just, he just went down, he just wouldn't look at me. There was a point where I think I was emotionally exhausted I was feeling, you know, I had a, I was part of this, that I had been part of that problem that had led her to wanna go be with someone else. And at that point is when I kind of hit the floor. And uh, I remember crying out to God and just, just you know, what, what do I do? 
it took a long while for me to um, to see the big picture of of what I had left behind in pursuit of my my own desires. There was a point when I did tell her that I forgave her. And I think even to today that that forgiving uh, goes on. You know, there are moments when I think about it. We're living proof that God does his most stunning work when things are hopeless and when they seem impossible. And I'm telling you, it seemed impossible. So, do you have a situation that seems impossible? Yep, it does. Sometimes it feels like it's overwhelming and that you can't imagine how God can fix it, but he can. And that's one example. We're going to have a couple, um, my mom said that we're going to do things a little different tonight. And um, so we have a couple testimonies that we're going to show you of just proof of what God has done in people's families and what he can do for you. Because you are no different than those people. You're no different than Bob and Charlene. You're no different than Deanne and her husband, who are now engaged after 25 years or 25 years. 25 years. You're no different. So God, God is able to do it. Well, I'm Lori. I think I've met all of you, but I just want to extend my welcome as well. I'm Bob and Charlene's daughter, and so we're glad that you're here. Um, if this is your first time tonight, we're thankful that you're here. And if it's not your first time, look around and find somebody new tonight and make them feel welcome um, for being here. Um, the bookstore during Bible study is open and not during Bible study, but after Bible study, and everything is $5. So we discount it. It's here. It's, you know, less expensive. The books and CDs. Now, we also have tonight the Armor of God figurines that we had a couple months ago. I know some of you wanted to get them and were not able to, so those are here. Those are $20, um, and they're Spanish CDs and Spanish book back there also, Charlene Cares Devotional. So if you have anyone that needs Spanish material, it is back there as well. Um, in front of you, you have hopefully a prayer sheet that you picked up at the table, and just be praying for those people this month, um, the requests that are on there. And if you have an update, if you can use the yellow sheet in front of you, and you can just update um, your prayer request, and we'll update the list. And you can also give us any notes if you need to update your address, email address, or anything like that. Um, do we have any birthdays or anniversaries in September? Let's do birthdays first. So September birthdays, okay. Okay, September 4th, September 27th, yes, 30th, okay. Any other birthdays on this side? Birthday, yes. September 2nd, anybody else for September birthdays? 15th, okay. And, oh, she's waving me down. <laughs> yep, Bob's birthday was September 24th. So September is always a celebration, and we still celebrate his birthday. We go to his favorite restaurant now and eat, and it's Skyline Chili. So, you know, we have to do it. We have to do it for my dad. <laughs> we take one for the team. Well, anniversaries, who got married in September? You got married in birthday, Okay. How many years? 28. 28 years. Okay. Anybody else for anniversaries? Yes. 21, 21 years. Okay. Yes. 
17 years. Okay, any other anniversaries in September that I missed? Okay, well, this month for um, birthday or anniversary, you all can go to the back when we're done and you can pick a book or a CD. So that's our gift to you. I meant to grab one and bring it up here, but I forgot. But um, last month, the book, I'm drawing a blank on. Yes, sorry. The Prodigal Writes from His Heart came back in print after being out of print for quite some time, and that's a devotional book of my dad's. It's a lot of his most popular devotions. We put it together um, shortly after his death, and it's some of his most popular devotions. So that's back there. And then this month, the book Finding the Way Home is coming back in print. We haven't even announced it to the ministry yet, so you'll see it on a Charlene Cares this week. But that is back in print, and that book is not a book for a prodigal, for a standard necessarily, but it's a book for a prodigal. You'll benefit from it, but it's really a how-to. It's like my dad's heart of how he left the far country, left another person that he cared for, left that sin, and how he came home and got acclimated back to being home. So it's a wonderful book. It'll help you understand the mind of your prodigal. And pray if you take that book that someday the Lord will open the door for you to be able to give that to your prodigal. Um, there's prodigals that say, you know, I want to go home. I know that's what I should do, but how do I leave a child that I've had now? Or how do I leave this um, this relationship that I've been involved in. And so it really goes into details with that. And hopefully you're listening to the podcast. Um, we've got, I think, two weeks of podcasts coming up that are on this same topic. And my mom goes into some details that you've never heard before, talking about those first days of restoration and the first two years, actually, and what it looked like. You think that when restoration happens, that it's going to be perfect off the start, and it may not be that way. It may be bumpy, and and she gives, I won't give away all her secrets, but anyhow, go listen to the podcast, and you'll hear some things that they went through as a couple when they were um, working on restoration, and how God turned it all around, not from her manipulating things, but in his perfect time, how he softened my dad's heart to be willing to fully come home, not just physically, but also emotionally. So that is back there as well, Finding the Way Home. It's one of the great books. Um, I want to just read something to you. Um, over 25 years ago, 1990 exactly, Charlene started meeting with a few women in her home and talking to them about their marriages. That group eventually grew and moved to a neighborhood church for their meetings. And two years later, Rejoice Marriage Ministries was officially birthed. The gathering of men and women that Charlene met with was given the name Rejoice Pompano. And Rejoice Pompano back then used to meet every single Monday night, and then they went to the first and third Monday night, and now we meet one Monday night a month because that seemed like what the consensus was would be best. It wasn't long before people from around the world reached out to us and asked how they could be part of Rejoice Pompano. From those requests, Rejoice on the Road began, and over the years, Bob and Charlene have traveled around the nation, even making it to London, England, to share with others the hope that is out there for their marriage. The opportunity to meet people face-to-face -face has always been a joy, and it's always been our top priority because there's nothing like praying with somebody that you can actually touch their shoulder and hug them. And we're continually looking at the work that we do objectively. It's 2018, and things are changing daily, and we strive to constantly keep up with it. We strive to keep up with technology and the best ways to do things so that we can not just keep the message we have here, but so that we can spread it to the world. And as um, we 
look at that, we're not trying to say, look how great our numbers are, but we're trying to just expand our outreach. We want the world to know that there's hope for their marriage and that they don't have to throw away a marriage that's hurting. As part of that objective dissection of the work we're doing and how we spend our time and our financial resources, we took a hard look at Rejoice Pompano. And many of you that are here filled out a survey that we sent out at the beginning of the year, and we appreciate you taking the time to do that. After counsel and a lot of prayer and speaking with our board and speaking with our staff, we've decided that for right now, we're going to stop having our Rejoice Pompano meetings the way they are. And what we're going to do, we feel that it's important to free up the resources that the monthly meeting requires of time and of financial resources, but we're going to change it and do something different. We want to encourage spiritual growth in a smaller group setting. And we're not sure what that's exactly going to look like, but we're going to try and see what the Lord is going to present to us. Some of the things that we've talked about are small group gatherings, dedicated prayer meetings, and additional Rejoice on the Road events. My mom also has two books that she's trying to write right now, one of which is a Bible study curriculum that would be an alternative to divorce care. And have any of you gone through divorce care I know my dad went through it, and it's, that's what's available in the church is divorce care. And so we want to present another curriculum that could be used in addition to divorce care. Um, that's a big task. It takes time and resources. Now, every month we talk about the yellow forms that are in front of you, and if you got an email tonight reminding you that there's a meeting, then you're on the Pompano email list. But if you didn't, please make sure that you fill out that yellow form so that we have your email address. Because as we do small group events, as we do dinners, as we do prayer meetings, as we meet with the men, as we meet with a small group of women, whatever the event is that we're going to plan, that's how we're going to communicate with you is through email. When we look at the ministry of Jesus, he spent a great time, a deal of time with a small group. And we've seen firsthand how beneficial that can be to just gather with people in small groups and to meet with them. We're not sure if this is going to be permanent or for a season, but for the time being, we know that this is what the Lord wants us to do. I want to remind you about all of the resources that are available on our website. I talked about the podcast. There's the daily devotional, the Charlene Cares for Men, and Charlene Cares for Kids. Um, so there's plenty of resources on there. And if you have not been listening to the podcast, I really encourage you to go back and listen to them because there's been some great podcast recently and testimonies, and we have some future testimonies coming up that'll bless you. Um, we ask that you would pray for us. Pray for the work we do. Pray for the decisions that are made. Um, after we made this decision, which was not an easy decision, but a hard decision, and after we made it within, gosh, I think it was the same week, the landlord that we have been with for 23 years at this nice little office, it was just the perfect office my dad found years ago, um, and I think she talks about it on the podcast that's coming up, called us and said, I hate to do this to you, but I want to expand my practice, so I need you guys to move. And we've been there 23 years, and we're literally paying pennies on the dollar for what we should be paying. And that was our confirmation that God was doing something greater. And he, was in, he had his hand in control of all the timing. And so we are looking for an office. We're trying to find an office space that would maybe accommodate some small group events. So we don't know what the future looks like, but we know that God's in control and that he'll show us exactly how to do it. So we appreciate your prayers. Um, the first group event that we're going to do is this coming Friday night, September 14th, we're going to go to the movies. <laughs> 
and we're gonna go see the movie um, Unbroken, The Path to Redemption. That is the Louis Zamperini movie, and if you know um, the movie Unbroken that came out a couple of years ago, he was a World War II vet, an Olympic distance runner that was best known for being a POW um, survivor in Japan. And the story that is coming out now, the movie that's coming out now, is about how he was restored in his emotions, in his body, in his marriage. He went through alcoholism and a whole bunch of other things. And how he forgave his captors and how he was able to redeem and witness to them. And it is such a great example of the forgiveness that we need to extend to those who hurt us. So Friday night, we will put this in the email tomorrow. But Friday night at 7 p.m. at the Pompano AMC, which is on Federal Highway and Copens Road. And it's 7 o'clock. It's the opening day. So, I mean, I wouldn't get there at 7.15. I would try to be there before 7. And we'll go as a group, and we'll sit together, and we'll enjoy it. And I think it'll be a blessing to be able just to go out and have some um, entertainment together and be able to watch this. Um, so 7 o'clock, tickets are $10.99 for adults if you're needing the ticket prices. And we'll do that Friday night. We'll meet you there, but we'll put the information also in the email you get tomorrow. So if you're new and it's your first time, as long as you give me that form back tonight and put your email address on it, we'll add you to the list so that you'll be made aware of what we're doing. Um, in a minute, we're going to sing a new song, and I wanted to read some of the lyrics to you so that you can really focus on the words. I don't know if it's one that you've heard before. It says, I count on one thing. The same God that never fails will not fail me now. You won't fail me now. In the waiting, the same God who's never late is working all things out. I will lift you high in the lowest valley. I will bless your name. I will sing for joy when my heart is heavy. For all my days, yes, I will. And Ryan, could you run and grab my Bible, please, because I walked up without it. A couple times each week, I will see a message that comes in, and somebody says, my marriage wasn't restored, and I'm moving on. And let me just tell you that short of death or the second coming of Christ, you don't get to say that. <laughs> So don't write me. <laughs> but that's the truth. It may take a long time. It might be 25 years, like what Deanne waited. But short of death and short of the second coming of Christ, thank you, you, you can't say that. And I know it's hard to go through the waiting, and I know that it's painful, and you want to say, God, why is it taking so long? But his timing is perfect. I was listening to a sermon this morning, and this was the question that was asked. Do you have a hunger to be part of a story that only God can write? And initially, we want to say, yes, yes, I want to do that. When we sing, we lift our hands and we say, God, do something in me. But do you have a hunger to be part of a story that only God can write? Well, guess what? You're doing that right now. By drawing a line in the sand and by standing for restoration, that's what you're doing. You are being part of a story that only God can write because what you're doing isn't normal. It's normal when somebody hurts us to cut them off, when somebody offends us that we, we no longer associate with them, and that's not what God wants to do. We need to be willing to pray dangerous prayers, and that's what we're doing as a ministry, and that's what you can do. It's easy to pray something and let the words roll off your lips, but to live it out is harder. 
Loving a person who doesn't love you back is not easy, but God will equip you. Offering forgiveness when you've been hurt time and time again seems impossible, but God can equip you. You can keep going because your heavenly father sees you and he knows what's happening and he knows the pain, but he is in control and he sees you. Habakkuk 3, 17 and 18, you probably have this flagged in your Bible. It says, though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the oil crop fails and the fields produce no food, Though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. It doesn't just say I exist when all of this is happening and all of this destitution in front of me looks impossible. It says I will be joyful. And we can be joyful because God can write a story far better than what you can imagine. And this is the challenge that I have for you and the challenge that I want to give you in your personal life is to let God write that story and he can do far more than we can imagine and Rejoice Marriage Ministries is a perfect example of that two very broken people and what God did even on the day of their remarriage when my dad said I'm never coming home I'm never coming home I'm never coming home God has a story greater and so I would just challenge you to be willing to live that out and to be willing to surrender to him for that story that he wants to write for you. Well, before we go on to our prayer circles, I'm going to ask Jay if he wants to come up. I hear Jay's got a testimony that he's going to share with us, and then we're going to spend some time in prayer, which is the best thing we could do. Hi, I'm Jay. Um, you know, Lori was talking about uh, restored marriages after a, a lot of years. Um, I'm going to tell you something to, to not discourage you, um, but to hopefully give you a little bit of uh, strength. I've, um, I've been standing for about eight years now, and there are people in this room that have been standing a lot longer than that. And they are so strong, and they are such a... Uh, an inspiration to me, and uh, I thank them for being here tonight. Um, what I wanted to say was, one of the things that I've been praying for is that my my wife and my parents would be restored. Um, I Cheryl has lost both of her parents, and um, my parents loved her like their daughter, and um, when when we were divorced, there was, you know, my parents were so angry and, and so upset. And probably four or five months ago, uh, my, my mother told me that uh, she said, if you're ever restored with Cheryl, I'm not sure I can ever accept her back. And I said, that's unfortunate because she is my priority and so that would put a wedge between me and you and i hope that never happens fast forward to about two and a half months ago uh, cheryl's younger brother um, 46 years old passed away and as hard as that was um, even god was able to take that and, and make something beautiful um, happen my mother asked me for her address. 
my wife's address, and she wrote her a note. And apparently it was quite a note because uh, my daughter then later told me that my wife had that note that my mother wrote in a very special place. She kept it. And uh, so there was something beautiful in that. I don't know what she said, but nice job, Mom. <laughs> and uh, nice job, God. Um, so then what happens next is, you know, it was sort of a domino effect. Um, what happened next, uh, my wife would later tell me that, so I was having my morning prayers, and I went, morning prayers? Uh, I don't know that my wife ever had morning prayers. And so she's having morning prayers. Praise God. She said, during my morning prayers, God put it on my heart to give your father a call. My father was going through heart surgery, and, and they were very close. My, my, my wife adored my dad. And so she, uh, she called expecting to get the answering machine, and my father answered. And they spoke for about 45 minutes. And at the end of 45 minutes, my mother had been out uh, shopping or something, came back and mouthed to my father, who are you talking to? And he said, Cheryl. And she's like, Cheryl who? And he says, Cheryl. I'm not going to say the last name. My wife. And my dad said to Cheryl, would you like to speak to uh, my mom? My mom. And she says, yes. And they started speaking. They spoke for about 30 minutes. And um, my mom told me that uh, the conversation started with uh, telling my wife, it is so good to hear your voice. I have missed your voice so much. How are you doing? And apparently, again, I don't know what all they t spoke about, but for 30 minutes they spoke. And I, I have specifically prayed for healing between my parents and my wife. And, and God answered that prayer. So, uh, you know, steps are just starting to get right in line. And uh, that had to happen before everything else happened. And so he's working. And praise God. Be willing to pray those dangerous prayers and see what God can do, and he can work it out. Well, we're going to take a few minutes and just have some prayer. And if you're new here, we're just going to break off into groups of two or three and just pray together. Um, men, if you want to meet over in this section, and our guys can pray together over here. And um, just pray for yourself when we pray. Just pray for your needs that you have. And we'll just spend a couple minutes, so just pray a quick, short prayer. And um, remember who's in your group and who you're hearing from tonight and who's lifting up their prayer request and what those requests are. And be praying for them um, over the next days and weeks. And there's a gift that we have of prayer. And we can go directly to our Heavenly Father. And so it's a privilege to be able to pray for each other. And so um, just don't take that lightly, what we have the time and the opportunity to do. So let's just get into groups of two or three for a few minutes. And we'll just spend some time in prayer. And um, I'll close in prayer. And then we'll um, sing this, this new song that God won't fail us. Take my hands, 
Father, as we come to you tonight, I thank you for the prayers that are being echoed in this room and for each and every person. God, I thank you for each prodigal that's represented in this room by somebody who loves them so much that they're willing to look past the hurts and look past the sins and look past the anger, and they're willing to say, God, redeem our marriage and restore what you created. And God, that's what we pray would happen now. In homes that are broken, God, we ask that you would just bring healing. In homes where forgiveness needs to happen, we ask that that would abound. And God, we pray that you would just do something special through these people that are in this room tonight. Lord, some people came in this room tonight with hearts that are heavy because of a day that they didn't see coming. And they received news today that they didn't expect. God, others are in this room hurting because they've received divorce papers today. God, whatever the need is, you know the need, and we know that it did not catch you by surprise. And so we thank you for your perfect timing. We thank you for your promise that you will never leave us or forsake us. And God, we ask that you would just help each and every person today who's dealing with a broken heart to just run to you to be their redeemer. God, we pray for the prodigals that are represented, and we pray for the 
men and women who are um, running from their marriages right now. They're running from their homes. They're running from their children. God, some children have not seen their parent in so long that they don't remember what it's like to be with them. And so, Lord, we pray that even right now that you would just impress on the hearts of those prodigals how much they're loved. Lord, I thank you for Jay's testimony and for the the healing that you're bringing to his family. And God, we ask that you would do that in every family that's represented in this room. Lord, help us to knock down the walls of no communication. And if we need to reach out to a mother-in-law or a father-in-law or a brother-in-law, God, we ask that you would just give us the words to say, but help us show them who you are and that because of you in our lives that we're off, able to offer that forgiveness to them. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help each of us do that in our daily lives. God, give us the boldness to pray big prayers, and I pray that you would just give us the patience to wait on your answers when we're praying those. Lord, I thank you for Rejoice Marriage Ministries. I thank you for the vision that my dad had so many years ago, even before he was home. He thought that you were impressing on his heart that someday he would be in ministry. And as crazy as it sounded, you have turned that into something that's been real. And so, God, I thank you for the people that have been touched. As we go forward in this new stage, I pray that you would just go before us and you would just show us what would be the best thing to do so that we can continue to give people the hope that's out there for their marriage. God, I pray tonight that it would be a blessing as tonight's going to look a little bit different than usual, that we would walk out of here um, just taking something that you would want to speak to us. So I pray that you would remove the distractions in the room, that you would just remove all of us, and that people would just be able to see and to hear from you tonight. God, I thank you for all that you've done for so many in this room, and we pray that you would continue to do that in their life, and that you would just bring about restoration and healing all over this room. In your name, amen. Let's stand and we'll sing again. I count on one thing The same God that never fails Will not fail me now You won't fail me God who's never late is working all things out. You're working all things out. Yes, I
You can see God's hand in our story from day one. Donnie and I met when I was 10 years old and he was 13. There was never, ever a doubt in my mind that I was supposed to marry Donnie. We were married six years before we had our first daughter. And just, it seemed like our plan was working out perfectly. I just knew something was wrong. Without us even realizing what had happened, we were just growing apart. One night he was out and he had told me he was gonna be with one of our mutual friends and he didn't come home and he didn't come home and I called this friend and he said, I'm out of town, I'm not with Donnie. And I just knew in that moment that everything I've been afraid of for so long, like was it was true. I found out that he was actually having an affair. He filed for divorce. It was just like my whole world was crashing down on me. I was just praying and praying, and God said to me, I will restore your marriage, and it will be for my glory. Just don't give up. And I felt him telling me, I love Donnie more than you do, and he needs to fall back in love with me even more than he needs to fall back in love with you. I realized in that moment that I've traded one of the most beautiful people inside and out for this life, and I don't know if I can get it back. And I remember just praying, and I was like, God, you gotta, you gotta help me. You gotta just make this happen. And I immediately called her. And I said, listen, I want, I want you to meet me right now. And she said, I'll meet you anywhere. I walked in the door, and here's this person sitting on a couch in front of me. And with tears in her eyes, she stood up the second I walked in. And I sat down, and I just put my head in my hands. I started crying. And she just wrapped me up, just like it was yesterday, showing me how much she loved me. God can fix this. I realized in that moment that she was able to still love me. And God was able to still love me. I went through the most pain I've ever been through in my life, but I wouldn't trade that for anything because now I'm seeing what God told me was gonna happen. You're gonna use this and it's gonna help people and I'm gonna give you a marriage even stronger than what you had before. And it, he always led me to the verse about a new creation. You're gonna be a new creation and that's what we are. And we're able to tell people that and meet with people and and just show people through our lives. Even the people we don't talk to, they know about us. And they see us out in our community holding hands. They see us happy and they hopefully will think if they can make it through that, we can make it through this. We're trying to live our lives in a way that says we're so imperfect. We're such a mess, but because of the grace of God, we are here, we are together, and we are one. And it makes all of that worth it. It makes everything that we went through worth it. So much good has come from it. My children are changed. My daughter believes in miracles because her daddy came home, and that's what she prayed for every night. I hope they lit up your fire tonight. So uh, we're excited tonight. I've um, been sick, just started getting sick on Saturday. 
I went to the gym, and I must have gone to the gym and caught something there. Or I went to the grocery, and I don't know where I went, but I went somewhere that my house didn't have a lot of germs. But anyway, so I am cutting my speaking down because there's no way I'm going to make it all the way through. So I am having a marriage conference. This is what Rejoice on the Road is all about. We have different speakers. And we had um, Pastor Pete Briscoe uh, speak to us with two teachings we had before, and they were titled Lies That Can Ruin a Marriage and Fixing a Broken Marriage. And he is, Peter, Pete Briscoe is a senior pastor of Bent Tree Bible Fellowship Church in North Dallas. Um, and it's funny because it shows my age, because I'm only 20, or maybe holding at 49, but Stuart and Jill Briscoe, I have seen them, and she was a speaker. And so I'm thinking, wow, now I'm watching their son. So anyway, Pete and his wife have three children, and so some of you that have been here for a long, long time are going to recognize the speakers before uh, because I was sick then time, and I, I have a visitor here, and men climb over and get around with J.D., because he's visiting us from out of town, and he's in the service, so we want to really hug him and love him. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God bless the men in the military. I pray, we pray for you every week. Oh, my goodness, I pray for the military. But anyway, um, we are really thrilled to have uh, men. But just, I met him when we were praying and talking, and he, or before that, I guess I didn't do it at prayer. But anyway, the bottom line is, he says, you were sick last time. And I go, I really am not sick all the time. So anyway, it was, it was funny. So pretend you're at a marriage conference, and the guest speaker is Dr. Pete Briscoe, and it's on the armor of God. What is one thing that I think that we have to do is put on the armor of God every day. And he could, tell, he could tell you he needs his armor and he needs his guns and all his things. And guess what? I want to make sure all of you are going to tell other people about putting on the armor of God because if you aren't doing it, you need to learn about it. So be blessed, and I will then come back and speak. I want to continue uh, teaching, uh, a new teaching, but I want to say... If you didn't get all the scriptures that were given to you, you need to go home and you need to do a study. You really need to do a study. I have been a broken record for over 25 years. Every time anybody comes in town, anytime we start with you, and if you go to under resources on our website at the very bottom, there is a prayer to pray about the armor of God. We need to put it on daily, like getting dressed in the morning to go out of your house, or you might need it in the house because you have an in-home prodigal or because just because the devil likes to come in our home. And we want you to understand there was nothing greater. When I heard that, I said, Oh, God allowed this because they needed this so badly. Because you need to know who you are in Christ. You need to believe that the name of Jesus, there's so much power with that. There is so much power. You speak Jesus and he, they will, he will flee. There's so many scriptures. 
So I hope you got them. And if not, we'll type them up and email them to you if you didn't get them. But it is something you need to learn and understand and put it into a daily habit. Daily. So Lord, I just pray that this will touch everyone's heart and life and change it. That we will not walk around in fear, but we will walk in faith, knowing who we are in Christ. That he dwells within us, and we need to know who we are. We're a child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and he is our Redeemer. He is the Son of God, and we are a child of his. And we just need to increase our faith, our hope, our trust, and we need to rise up and say, Satan, you're defeated, and I am going to be a conqueror in Jesus Christ and not a defeated foe. I am not going to be defeated by the enemy's fiery darts because we're going to put the armor of God and lift up that shield of faith. And we're going to put on the helmet of salvation and we're going to take captive every thought as in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 5, and take captive our thoughts. We don't have to think all we're thinking. We can ask the Lord to give us, think about only as it says in Philippians 4, think of the good things, not the bad things that Satan's given us. So Lord, I praise we will rise up. We will rise up and we will conquer the enemy and pray for our wife and family or husband or family and we will see God moving because we are speaking the word to the devil and we need to know who we are in Christ and we just praise you and thank you. I pray you will anoint me and touch me and we will go through what we have to share with you right now at the end. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, I had an option not to speak, but I couldn't think, imagine that. So, and I thought, I couldn't imagine you not wanting me, so especially at the end. So I hope you wake up, and I pray that you will think about the current circumstances. Do not think about the current circumstances that you are in. Do not think about them. All of the devil wants to torment you in your mind about your circumstances. There is guaranteed, that is a true statement, guaranteed the lie is the devil is saying to you, that's your thoughts, that's not mine. And so we have got to know who we are in Christ and walk victorious, we're conquerors. And we want you to just take one day at a time. Quit thinking about the future. Quit thinking how he's going to have God is going to do it. Or when is he going to be delivered? When is he going to be delivered from alcohol or drugs or whatever? And we have, we are, there is victory. Because we have someone else today that we heard is going to Teen Challenge and, and is going to get victory with the drugs. And I'm telling you, you need to be praying for all these drug addicts, all these people that are addicted to alcohol and drugs. We need to pray for all the people around the world that their husbands or wives are involved in it. And we need to pray against sexual immorality. We need to pray against it. For all the people who are having affairs blatantly, or children blatantly, 
and they have no, no regrets, no condemnation. Well, God, we need to have the Lord speak to him and to them. And we need to know that um, one day at a time, I heard this song when I was um, at home this weekend, and it's a Christian song, and it's one day at a time, and I'm just going to read a few verses of it. I'm only human, I'm just a man or woman. Help me to believe in what I could be and all that I am. Show me the stairway that I have to climb. Lord, for my sake, teach me one day at a time. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. You may remember doing this in church. That's all I'm asking from you. Give me the strength to do everything what I have to do. Yesterday's gone, sweet Jesus. And tomorrow may never be mine. Yes, for my sake, teach me one day at a time. Now, there's more verses. I'm going to spare those to you. But it, the songwriters were Damien Albarn and Robert Danger. One Day at a Time lyrics by Sony ATV Music Publishing. And I want to give them all proper uh, credit, Universal Music Publishing Group. You're in a spiritual battle. You heard about it. And we need to put on the armor of God on you daily. He, and on your family because they may not be doing it, and many of them may not be, and we need to understand, I say this over and over, because 50%, 50% tell me I do it sometimes. Sometimes it's not going to help you on certain days. And then the other don't even do it. So we've got, we haven't got it. We have not got it. Ephesians 6 Almost a whole chapter is there for a reason, including honor your father and mother. Okay, including about your children, including your fathers. Do not exasperate your children. So there's a lot in chapter six you need to read so we can pray for your fathers to be all the fathers need to be. And that we look at Jay praying for his mother and father that they would accept their daughter-in-law. Wow, that's so appropriate. Let me emphasize that there's another thing that you can do, and I've said this many times, is pray the Lord's Prayer. Because it says in the Lord's Prayer, deliver me from temptation and the evil one, at the very end. So are you praying it? Once a day would be good, because the disciple said, teach me to pray. And guess what Jesus taught them to pray? The Lord's Prayer. So if he taught the disciples that, that'd be good for us to pray. Now, I could tell you about Elmer Towns, and you may have heard about it, but I have studied about the Lord's Prayer, and there's sections in it. But we need to just pray the Lord's Prayer once or twice a day. Some people do it frequently, several times a day, making it a habit, and that's what I've done. And I have gotten such victory in it. The Lord wants you to stand firm in the Lord. Don't worry. Is worrying going to help you today if we just take one day at a time? It says in Matthew 6, read the back of Matthew chapter 6, do not worry. Whole big section, passage. If I feed the birds, 
Will I not take care of you? But we need to pray. We need to ask the Lord. Ask, seek, and knock. And then you are asking, seeking, and knocking. You don't have your answer to your prayers. Keep on keeping on. Keep on. You don't get it. You don't stop till you get it. He wants you to trust him. Believe in God's mighty power. He can do anything. And if he's speaking to your heart or he's already spoken to you in so many ways, why would you doubt him now? If he speaks from me, to you from the word of God, which my Bible is all marked up, why would we doubt that it's going to happen? He wants you and I to trust him. Trust is huge because we really are having trouble with our level of faith and we are doubting God. We're not trusting him. Now, if you get an airplane, you're trusting that plane and the pilot to get you to Texas or overseas. And if we really knew a lot about, um, about some of these things that we see on the TV, we would not be trusting the airplane or the pilot or co-pilot. God is saying, trust me for everything. Talk to me, give me it in prayer, and then you need to pray. Jesus teaches us so many truths in the New Testament. And he is saying, do not allow the devil to torment your mind. Be single-minded, don't be double-minded. Be alert. There was a pastor, Jonathan Falwell, whose father, Jonathan, Jerry, Jonathan, uh, Jerry Falwell, who died suddenly back a few years ago, Bob's mentor. And he was a senior pastor, and Jonathan was following to, be a, to follow him to be the senior pastor when they planned it. Well, he had a heart attack and died suddenly. And Jonathan met with a group of men, he says, what am I going to do? I don't feel adequate. I don't feel qualified. What am I going to do? I have to preach on Sunday. And they all prayed over him and everything. And one of the um, men said, you know the scripture, Philippians 4.13, 4, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. <coughs> Excuse me. Jonathan kept printing and reading that scripture over and over again. And then he got, said, I got it. Not I, but Christ can do it. Not I, but Sunday morning I'm going to preach because the Lord's going to speak to me. And so that's what we're going to understand is that we can have Christ in us and we're going to have victory. How can you stand and fight for your marriage? Not I, but Christ living in you will empower and equip you to do all things. You just must keep praying daily and reading the Bible daily, forever. You have a restored marriage. If you have a restored marriage, 
And there are many of you watching right now that you do. And if you have a restored marriage, I want to tell you, never stop praying. Never. You must stand in the gap for your marriage, for your loved ones, and for extended family, friends, and church people that you see that are having marriage problems, that you will see and you will go over and God will assign you to pray for them even though they don't even know you're praying for them. God can save a marriage by you standing in the gap for another couple at church. Or you'll see somebody at the grocery store pray for them. We need to know that James 4, 7, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And we need to know that you are able to do anything. I'm saying to you today, Jesus called the disciples one by one. And in Luke 9, 23, it says, Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. He wants us to choose to follow him. My last question is, are you close? Have you lost your first love? How close are to you to him right now? There's some of us in our times of many years up and down, if we look back, we can tell that maybe when we had marriage problems, we were not close to the Lord. But in Revelation 2, 1 to 7, and I'm not going to read it all, it says, I know how great you are in the church of Ephesus. You've, not, you've persevered and endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. Yet, verse 4 says, I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. And I'm saying to you tonight, ask the Lord to examine your heart and see what he is asking you. Are you where you're supposed to be? Or have you let up on different things? Have you walked away? You've been wounded, you're hurting, and you're just weary and tired. We've got to remember that we need to pray and read Revelation 2. But we need to, it says, whoever has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Fight for your marriage one day at a time, and you can do it. The Holy Spirit is living inside you and will speak to you. And last but not least, just be still and know that I am God. Psalm 46, verse 10. Wow. Just be still and know that I am God. That's the secret. We need to trust God. We have to know that I know that his timing is perfect and we don't have to understand it, but we have to keep praising and thanking him that he is in control of us and everything. So I hope that has given you some triggers to think about because God is awesome. He is able to do anything, but his timing, we have to trust him. But we have to do our part. And that's where Revelation 2 comes in. Have we, where are we right now? And he will speak to you. Ask him, show, you, show me where I need to change. And he will do it. Let's have a prayer. 
Lord, I just thank you for tonight. Oh, thank you for Peter Briscoe and him speaking so strongly about the armor of God. To God be the glory. And Lord, we just thank you that in spite of me not being able to speak as long as I like, that you have spoken, that we need to trust you, we need to conquer our fear and our doubt and our unbelief. And we need just to call on the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're in control. And Lord, if there's anything I need to do and pray a prayer, like Jay said, a big prayer, a, a, a really a prayer that says, hey, I'm reaching out for you. May we start praying dangerous prayers, asking him to move the mountain of something that seems impossible, but it didn't. We had two parents and in-laws speaking to their daughter-in-law, and when they said, I love hearing your voice, that is a secret that so many people say to me. I miss hearing my husband's voice or my wife's voice or talking to them. Let us pray that communication, the wall of no communication, would be knocked down, that silence be gone in the name of Jesus. P Father, may you bring the phones and the text messages and the Twitters and emails and other phone calls. I pray you will knock down the wall of silence and no communication this very week for hundreds and thousands of our spouses that don't get to hear or talk to their family. Open the doorway of heaven to do it, Lord. We are believing that no communication is a lie and the devil's trick to say they don't need to talk to us, and that's a devil's lie. So open the doorway, and Lord, we ask that you would touch every one of these people. I've heard so much tonight, and may they look up all the scriptures through the week and get on fire for who we are in Christ and that Jesus Christ is living within us. And we will just give you the praise and the glory because you are the conqueror. You are the ones that's going to bring these spouses home. And we pray that all of them will have a tsunami and that they will come home. Thousands will come home every week as I took a picture in London outside a place right where I was teaching. And the man said, does this mean marriages? I said, why do you think God put a, a truck right in front of this church when you're leaving it at noon? And so he walked back in and says, I, I can't give up on her. So Lord, bring thousands home every week, and we will just give you the glory. We'll give you the honor, and we'll give you the praise because you're the one that's going to do it, no one else. And we'll just give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages. Divorce strikes families around the world, often with little notice. You can help us minister to these families with your financial gift. Visit rejoiceministries.org and help us teach men and women what Jesus can do for their hurting family.